everyone. I first shared the story of Porkchop on March 30th, 2023 at a Tell Us Something event in Missoula, Montana. It was at the Denison Theater in front of a crowd of over 900 people. The theme was the first time, and not only was this the first time I told the story out loud, but it was the first time I'd been on stage. I like to say I've gone to the School of Life Experiences, and I know a little bit about a lot of different things. I've been a bookkeeper, a backyard farmer, a businesswoman, a massage therapist, and briefly a badass biker chick. I'm currently writing a memoir, short stories about my life experiences, and helping take care of my great-grandson. This is the original recording from this Tell Us Something event. chunk of the Rocky Mountains, about five miles west of Alberton, literally and figuratively up a creek. <laughs> so I'm standing at the sink of my double-wide trailer, up to my elbows, in soap sets when my husband at the time comes in and he says to me, hey, I need you to come out to the shop and power wash out some of these 55-gallon drums I have stored out there. And I'm like, really? Why? Right now? And he's like, yeah, there was a, a grain spill down on the freeway, and I talked to the driver, and if I get down there with my buckets and everything, scoop it up, I can get as much as I want for free. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you going to do with the grain? And he's like, I don't know, we'll feed it to something. <laughs> I realized that he was about a six-pack and another one of his hairbrain ideas, and there was no point arguing, so I dried my spring day to power wash out the drums. So I got to Alberton kind of a long way around. I moved to, from Virginia to Missoula when I was five. My family moved from Virginia to get away from my alcoholic grandmother. So I lived in Missoula then the summer after my sophomore year, I was about 15, we moved to the small town of Alberton to get my dad away from Vince's bar that he was closing every night. So Alberton was like culture shock for me. It was like I just had left a class. My sophomore class had 300 kids in it. And I moved to a town that had 300 people in the whole entire town. I was like, this is crazy. So I was a sophomore. I figured I only had a couple years. I could escape. And it was the time of women's live. And I sang, I am a woman, hear me roar. And I was going to be something. I wasn't sure what, maybe a translator at the UN in New York City or something really fantastic. But instead, it's 10 years later, and I'm on a backyard farm in Alberton, and times are tough. And so I'm milking a cow, and I'm gathering the eggs, and I'm baking the bread, and I'm making the jelly, and I'm doing all this stuff. I have three little kids also. But in Alberton, they call this women's work. And I found out that women's work meant if you learned how to do it, it was your job from then on. <laughs> that explains the power washing out of the girls. <laughs> so after my junior year, my mother unexpectedly died of cancer. And so my escape from Alberton kind of started to change. It's like it didn't look the same. So 
I um, decided that I was going to make the best of it. So I called my friend Pat because she had taught me everything there was about raising animals for food, and I asked her what she thought about this grain project. And her suggestion was that I get a pig. And I said, a pig? I've never raised pigs before. I have absolutely no idea how to do that. She's like, no, it's really easy. They don't take up much room. You've got the grain. You're milking the cow. Really, it all, all comes together. And I'm like, well, there's no way in hell my husband's going to build a pig pen. And she's like, oh, yeah. So unfortunately, that night, I jokingly said to my husband at the time, about the pig, and he jumped right on <laughs> So I said, but she's bringing the pig, the pigs are coming like right away next week, so we gotta get on it. I'm sure he wouldn't, but sure enough, we built a pig pen that weekend. So we had 55 gallon drums, one drum had dry grain in it, the next drum had the grain that we were soaking to soften it up and milk and water in it, and then I had a third for the slop, so everything else went in there, and that's what I fed up. So Pat showed up the very next week with this cutest little 10-pound bundle of pink, and we named her Porkchop. <laughs> Porkchop was so cute. But the thing I didn't realize was pigs grow really fast. So within a few weeks, Porkchop is like 50 pounds, and she has taken control of the farm. She is loud and squealing, and she is so loud that I'm afraid she's going to wake the neighbors that are a mile away. So I have rearranged how I do everything. I have to feed her before I go milk the cow so she won't be so noisy. And I'm thinking, how in the hell has this pig taken control of me? Everybody else has control of me. Now the pig does. <laughs> Can't hardly believe it. So a few more weeks go by, and the pig is now about 100 pounds. And I get up one morning, and I go down to feed her. And she is in my garden, and she has destroyed most of it. And I just want to cry. I depend on this garden. This is what I'm feeding my family with. It's crazy. So I fix the fence. She's oblivious. She's squealing. I'm squealing back. She's stupid. <laughs> Get her some food. She's back in. She's fine. So now she's pushing about 150 pounds. And I, we come home from downtown one day, and she has scared the kids. She's chased them. They're in the house. They show me the door. They, like, this pig has banged on the door and tried to get to the kids. I'm thinking, oh my god, I am the worst mother ever. How could I let this pig do this? So I get my stuff, and I get my bucket, and I go down, and I throw some feet in, and she obviously comes. As long as it's food, she's okay. So she's been so loud, I've had to start feeding her three times a day, because by noon, she's squealing so loud that there's no peace around our house. Plus, the pig pen is only like 100 feet below the house, and so the smell that summer was just unbelievable. We just, I, I just, you gagged me every time I went out. But I kept feeding her, and that seemed to mellow her out. So she'd squeal like crazy, and then I'd feed her at lunchtime, and then I'd feed her again at night, and that seemed to keep her pretty mellow. She just seemed to be doing okay. But she was really frustrating. So this one day, I decided I, it was time to milk the cow, and I had gone down and fed pig pen, pork chop. <laughs> pig pen, pork chop. Kind of mixes up. But anyway, 
So I fed pork chop and um, I'm heading up with my big five gallon plastic bucket to go milk the cow and all of a sudden I see her coming. She's coming up behind me. So I start running. All of a sudden she is really scaring. She's not running out of her mouth. She's this park right from the house and luckily the keys are in it so I take the pickup and I drive up in front of the, the milk shed, park it so the pig can't get to me. Park shop's standing out there and she's squealing and squealing and the cow is jumping around and I'm trying to get her to calm down. Nobody's calming down. So finally I get done milking, get back in the pickup, drive down to the pig pen, coax her, here pork chop, come on pork chop, bang bang bang, yeah come on so Burchop comes around and she's still oblivious. So she gets back in the pan and I'm at my wit's end. I cannot have this mean, snotty pig coming after me when I'm milking the cow. So I call my friend Pat and I'm like, Pat, I, I don't know what to do. This pig is nuts. You told me this would be easy. She's squealing, she's trying to run around and she's scary. Well, I'll come up and check it out, see what's going on. So Pat comes up and she says, well, let's go down and look at the barrels and look at the feet. That's usually the problem. So she goes down and touches the side of the barrel. She says, these barrels have been out here all summer. And I'm like, well, yeah, why? And she says, well, I'm just wondering. And so she pops the lid off the barrel I feed them and she staggers back and she's like, oh my God, I think you have so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the story and remember what can happen with grain in a barrel.